0: Welcome to The Shaleen Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Hey there, thanks for joining me on this edition of The Shaleen Show. Today, we're going to be talking about confident kids, how to help our kids have every possible opportunity. And wait, before you decide that this is not an episode for you because maybe you don't have kids yet, I think the following is going to shed a ton of light on some things that might have been detrimental to your own self-confidence and how by kind of understanding our childhood and our parents, now as adults can help us to be more confident in our adult lives. This episode, as many of my recent episodes, was recorded live on Periscope. It's live streaming. You just download the app to your phone. Now, if you'd just much rather listen to the podcast, that's cool too. But if you wanted to see me live while I'm doing this, then I would love to invite you in. You're a lifer. And it's great to be able to read your comments as I'm delivering this content. Just so you know, I edit out the parts where I'm talking back and forth with the audience, but I do that when I am live. And as always, thank you so much for your support, your love, just being as cool as you are and telling people about this show. Like, ugh, it's everything. You are everything. And that's it's why I do what I do. Okay, off to the show. Today, I'm not talking about myself as being a parenting expert because Lordy knows I do not want that title. My kids are still under my roof, which means they are not yet adults. To be honest, what I want to do is share with you and where I believe I have the ability to do this, the credibility to talk to you about this, not as a therapist, not as a psychologist, but as somebody who's received tens of thousands, literally, comments. These are handwritten letters. And you know, when someone writes a handwritten letter, it's something serious because they know they can reach me on Facebook and on Twitter and, and everything else. And I have piles and piles and piles of letters that does not even include the thousands of comments I've received from people in social media. And the one common theme I hear from people is this. I've struggled all my life to overcome the self-doubt. And I now realize my struggle with weight, my struggle with my looks, my struggle with belief in myself stems from, in many cases, treatment from their parents, a cruel comment from one unkind adult just the things that adults say and do to kids, sometimes unknowingly, sometimes because we're trying, we're trying our best, but we just don't have the tools. So, again, I'm not speaking to you today as a parenting expert. I'm speaking to you today as an observer, as someone who's received thousands of letters. And I can tell you the mistakes that parents are making. And it's helped, I hope it's helped me to become a better parent because I didn't even realize how awesome my parents were in terms of building competent children, I didn't realize what an advantage they gave me. We didn't have money. Uh, we didn't have the height gene. We didn't have the skinny gene. We didn't even have the smart gene. But I'll tell you what my parents did give me. They gave me belief in myself. And I, I didn't realize until I was an adult and in the position that I'm at in where I'm helping people improve their lives. And I started getting these letters where the theme, the common thread in every single person's story starts way back when. So here's something I want you to know first and foremost. You had the kind of parents who they probably met well, but they blew it. I want you to know this. You can still become a confident adult. And so many of you have. And it's probably served you because you probably are tough as nails. Because if you could get through that, you can get through anything. I also want to start off by saying I'm so sorry. I want to apologize and tell you how much it hurts my heart when I hear about not just cruel comments, but the abuse that people have suffered at the hands of someone who was supposed to be mom and dad or lack of protection, just no one there to protect you. And I want to say to you, I am so sorry. That shouldn't have happened, but it must have been for a reason. And somehow, some way you are going to realize that this relates to your purpose. God doesn't put us through things unless he knows that we're going to do something with it. And I know that's true for you too. So I want to start by talking about some of the things we just normally do for our kids that we assume is in their best interest and we mean well. It's, it's, we totally love them and we believe in them, but we make these minor mistakes that Children carry with them into their adult lives, and they can be very damaging. So the very first area that I want to talk to you about is body, image, physical appearance. I would say 80% of the letters, the tormented adults that I today am helping to get through eating disorders and struggling with their weight, and they're beautiful and they're perfect, but they don't believe it. I would say 80, fully 80% of those people Don't believe it because of comments from their parents. Comments that were from well-meaning, loving parents. They just didn't know how destructive their words could be. So if you're a parent, just know that it's my opinion based on everything I've read. What should you ever say about your children's weight? Nothing. Nothing. Zero. But Shaleen, what if they're overweight and it's unhealthy? They know they are. And they don't have a car or a credit card. You're buying the food. So you don't need to say it to your child. They already know it. They already feel it. They're already getting it from all angles. Everyone's telling them. The last person in the world they need to have a dirty look from or a negative comment or do you really need another serving? The last person in the world they need that from is you. They need your love, your support. And for you to realize you have the ability to role model the right behavior when it comes to food and exercise, but anything you say about your child's weight, their size, or their appearance is destructive. Now that's my opinion. I've never heard a psychologist say that or a psychiatrist say that, and you might be mad at me for saying that, but I'm here to tell you, I'll just keep holding up these letters. And if you're not watching me live on Periscope, you're listening to this on a podcast, I have this giant stack. I only brought up as many as I could carry in my arms of letters. You can hear the pages (sighs) of people devastated by the words of a caring caretaker who said, you know, I don't think you should wear those shorts with your legs. Do you really need a second serving? You know, your sister's so much taller and thinner. She can eat that. You can't eat that. Or don't you think maybe we should exercise? In such a way that if the kids know, they just know. So I wish I had a simple answer for you. But I think the simple answer is, you've got to role model this, and you can't say anything. It all hurts. It all stings. So when it comes to their image, when it comes to their body, when it comes to their shape, when it comes to what they're projecting to the world, you have to tell them, "You are beautiful. God made you like this for a reason. I mean, I hear stories from women who say, every time I left the house, my mom would say, you need to put on more makeup, or you should cover up, or, you know, with your body type, you shouldn't be wearing something like that. Or the other girls are so much prettier, maybe you could do something with your hair. Those kind of comments people don't forget. They sting, they hurt. And my belief is, and again, this is just my opinion. I can have my own opinion because I have my own podcast. And when you have your own podcast, you can have your own opinion. That's why I love a podcast because people really can't talk back. They can like pound on the steering wheel and then get really mad at me. But it's my opinion. And so it's fun to be a bossy sassy pants. And I just have to tell you, based on the last 20 years of me working with people to overcome this stuff, you should say nothing. Did you hear me? nothing about their weight or their body or their image. I once had a woman, a fellow fitness professional, take one of my classes and she dragged her daughter to the front of the room. This is a true story. And she said, oh, I wanted to introduce you to my daughter. She was about 13 at the time. And she said, oh, yeah, this is, she goes, oh, she's, she's put on a lot of weight lately. And we've just been working and working. And I just keep telling her, girl, you, you know, you could look so much better if you took some of this. Do you have any suggestions for her? I just looked at her daughter and I said, you are beautiful. Don't listen to your mother. You are perfect. And I so desperately wanted to pinch her head off. And I guarantee that that young woman, that wasn't the first time she'd been publicly humiliated. I really wanted to pinch that woman's head off. I lost all respect for her that day. And yeah, I did have a private conversation with her later and said, is generally, I mean, nobody wants to be told how to parent. I get it. I'm sure I'm making a bajillion mistakes. We can all start a fund for my kids' therapy later in life. I'm sure I'm making all kinds of mistakes, but I'm doing my best. I'm practicing. I'm practicing every day because I know it's up to me. I know I can't give them. a lot of things I can't give them, but I can do my best to make sure I'm not damaging their confidence. The next area where we can give our children confidence is belief in their value. Like you are a valuable individual, even if you don't live up to your parents' expectation of how you're supposed to be in their chosen sport or dance or career. And so often, and sometimes it's uh, academics. My daughter, when she was probably in fifth or sixth grade, she had a a little girlfriend that we drove home from school. She was so upbeat and positive and happy. And, and she was telling us that this summer, their hope, I said, do you have plans this summer to go on vacation? She said, yeah, we hope so if I get my grades up in such and such class. And I, and I was like, hmm, does, does that mean you have to do summer school? And she said, no, um, all of my brothers and sisters, we all have to get straight A's or we don't take a family vacation. What? Oh my God, they would have to put me up for adoption. I don't think I ever got an A. I, I, and if I got an A minus, I called it an A. <laughs> in fact, if I got a B minus, I would say it was an A. I just forgot to turn in one homework assignment. Like that family, happy child. So they don't know that they're doing this to their child, but they've, what they've taught their kid is that um, not only is your success what makes you valuable, you're a detriment to this family if you don't get an A, the pressure. This is that kid. So if any of you are teachers or you know that kid, I mean, this is that kid that goes up to the teacher at the end of the semester crying over an A minus. No wonder they're crying over an A minus. The whole family gets penalized if this young girl is a human being. And the same is true in sports and performance in general. Oftentimes, We don't give our kids enough praise and maybe you didn't get enough praise just for being quirky old you. Like for the weird things that you were just naturally drawn to and naturally good at, did anyone compliment you? Did anyone tell you how awesome it was that you were the only one in the family that did this? Or were you sent a different message and maybe that message was unintentional, but the only time you really got your parents' praise and attention and love was when you killed it on the basketball court or when you were picked as the first chair in the band, or the only time you really got their attention and they showed up and paid attention and bragged on you and showed you love was when you were the best, when you were performing, and oftentimes at the thing that they wanted you to be awesome at. All you're doing is teaching your children that they are not valuable with who they are, the way they were born. You're telling them, in order to have my love and attention, you need to perform in this way, in this area. And children carry that forward into their adult lives. I mean, how many of us, and myself included, and I, I say that I'm a confident individual, but where my confidence struggled or where I dealt with self-doubt is in times when I wasn't able to work hard. So as a kid, very unintentionally, as a kid, my My parents went through a really tough time and at one point, and they were self-employed and my dad's business had been burnt down to the ground by a competitor and he didn't have business insurance and we were broke and we had no money. And in an innocent effort to teach me about finances, my dad sat me down in his office and I had learned how to earn money, which was a great thing. It made me feel confident. It made me feel self-sufficient. Anytime I wanted to buy something, my dad would say, that's a great idea. Let's come up with a plan on how you can earn it. So I really felt proud of myself. I mean, even as a kid, like in fourth grade, I felt like I I can do some stuff. Like I don't have to rely on anybody. But when that fire happened, my parents sat me down in an effort to simply teach me a great lesson about interest my dad said, your, your mom and I are going to borrow the money you have in your bank account, which I don't even know how much it was. It might've been a hundred dollars, $1, a thousand dollars. I don't even know. It was just the little amount that I saved up from birthdays and, and helping out my parents and doing chores and tasks around the neighborhood and little businesses and garage sales and you know raking people's yards and cutting people's yard, just stuff. I have no idea how much money it was, but they told me they needed to borrow it and that they would be paying me back in interest. The message I received was, unintentionally, wasn't a lesson in interest. The lesson I received was, you are valuable because you have created income and you can take care of us. And I I stopped being a kid that day. You know, I never, I mean, I shouldn't say that. That's too dramatic. And I would never want my parents to see this and feel like, I didn't have a childhood cuz I had a freaking awesome childhood, but I took on an adult mentality for being responsible for others financially that day. I never from 4th grade on I never ever again asked for money. I didn't ask for lunch money or money for clothes. Now my parents gave me money when they had it, but I would never ask for it because I wanted to be valuable. So what message are we unintentionally sending our children when we withhold love and when we shower them with love and praise for certain things that are performance-based? We need to shower our children in love and praise for their kindness, for their persistence, for their confidence, for their fearlessness, because they have the courage to try and to fail and that that we know that they're going to do it again. That's what we need to praise them for. We have to show them that why you are valuable is because of who you are and who you were meant to be. And because you're here and because you're a nice person and because you try hard and because you're kind and because you're learning and because you're nice, that's what makes you amazing. Not because you were first string on the basketball team, not because you're the prettiest, not because you're the smartest or the bestest. The next area that I think it's really important to help our kids have more confidence is belief that they can do it. So many people are afraid to do what they know they need to do because they don't believe they can do it. And the reason why is because their parents, a couple of reasons why. Number one, anything they did as a child wasn't good enough. Mom and dad came right back in afterwards and said, oh, I told you to clean the counters. You didn't do it right. Now I'm gonna clean them up behind you. That message is you don't do anything right and you'll never do anything right. Now, your mom and dad might not have said that outright, but by fixing everything that you attempted to do, that was teaching you, you needed to be perfect and you probably were never going to be perfect. And that's why you might be paralyzed by perfectionism. With all of the success clients that I work with and Brett and I coach millionaires, entrepreneurs, and I will tell you this, Those who struggle the most and have the most talent are those who are paralyzed by perfectionism because they could never get it right with their mom or dad. They could never do it big enough. Well, they just, they never got it right. Everything they did got corrected or worse than that, their parents did everything for them. Moms and dads. You aren't doing your kids any favors by buying them everything they want, by going into the school and arguing with the teachers so that they give your kid a higher grade. Now, in preparation for this podcast, I interviewed countless teachers, principals, and professionals in the world of education and coaching. And I recorded them on my iPhone. I recorded them on a voice note. Unfortunately, when I had to wipe my phone because of the um, cybersecurity issues, I lost some incredibly valuable interviews. But uh, let me just summarize it for you here now. Every single administrator, every teacher I spoke with, every coach I spoke with said, I know the competent kids. I know the kids are going to make it long after soccer. I know the kids who are going to kill it in life because they handle their stuff and the kids." Who are sometimes getting straight A's or starting on the team, and they have their parents showing up to do everything for them, those kids are screwed because they don't know how to handle anything themselves. Those kids don't believe in themselves and they've never had to do for themselves. The only way we ever have confidence in anything is if we've done it, you know, and it worked out okay or we've done it and we didn't die, and then we know we could probably do it again and we'll get better at it. The only way to get confidence is with experience, and the only way to get experience is by doing it. So when we are making our kids' beds, when we are handling their fights and making all of their meals and giving them their money instead of teaching them to be little tiny entrepreneurs, all that we're teaching them is, you need other people. You're not self-sufficient. Yeah, we could buy both of our kids sweet rides, but they're going to have to buy their own hoopties. And Brock did buy a very nice first hooptie. Now I am from Detroit and a hooptie is what we refer to as your first car, which is usually, well, in Michigan anyways, the floorboards were like rusted out. So it was very cold in the winter. And, you know, you had like a garbage bag and duct tape over one window. That's a hooptie. And my kids bought very nice, well, at least my son bought a very nice hooptie for his first hooptie because he knew from the day he was able to comprehend that I was going to help him understand that he was capable. You can do this. Start your own business from a very, very young age. And let me tell you, both those kids brag endlessly, as do I. I brag about something I did when I was 13 years old today as a 31-year-old woman. Okay, fine. I'm not 31. My point is, the one thing that I have the most confidence about that really helped me as an adult, that really helped me as an entrepreneur, was the fact that my parents taught me how to make my own. Not only did they teach me how, they said, you can do it, and you're going to do it. And hi, your mother and father have no money for college, nor do we know what the SAT or the ACT is or one you're going to have to take it. So we won't be signing you up for it. You'll have to figure all that out yourself. And you can, because you're smart. Tell your kids when they're like, mom, when do I have to do this? And how do I do that? Don't jump on the computer. Make them do it. It doesn't make you a mean parent. It makes you a great parent. This is my podcast. You can disagree with me if you'd like. You can, you can yell and scream, but see, I can't hear you because it's my podcast. Now, if you happen to be on here live on Periscope, then you can disagree with me in the comments. But that's why I love a podcast because it's just my opinion and I can give it to you. But I can tell you that the people, the adults that I work with who have the most confidence are the ones who have figured out that they can fail. The difference between successful, confident people and people who should be successful but lack the confidence is one thing failure. Confident people aren't afraid to fail. They fail a lot more. It's just the law of averages. You're going to have to fail a lot to succeed. I don't even have enough hours in the day to tell you all of the things I've failed at. Pretty much everything I've done the first time I do it is a complete failure because I don't like to wait around for things to be perfect. I'm like, I, I got to go. I, I need to do it now and mess it up so I can fix it. I don't waste any time with perfectionism. If you follow me on Facebook or anywhere else, you know you're gonna get a boatload of um, typos and people who hate typos should not follow me because I will give you a heart attack. But people who are looking for a message and wanna know it's really me, I'm your girl. Typos and all. (laughs) And yes, while we're on the record, I know the difference between your and Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. I sometimes just don't catch it when I'm typing fast. I know the difference, please. But the key here, what I wanna make very clear is that we can't do for our kids. And we sometimes do, especially especially for parents who are, you know, you're dealing with co-parenting or divorce and you don't get to see your kids that much. And man, you just, you wanna make them happy and you wanna say yes. And you don't ever want them to think that they don't come first. But hear me very clearly. When you are doing for your kids and you're not teaching them that they can do it, that's not showing them love. They don't think you love them more because you've done it for them. They just think they're less capable. So many of us were lucky enough. I mean, myself included, I was lucky enough to have parents who were like crazy positive. I mean, if anything, I would say to a fault. I wasn't afraid to try. I was not afraid to fail. I had an inflated belief in my abilities, like seriously, to a fault, because my mom and dad were so positive. My mom never, ever, never, never, ever, never talked about her own body. My parents never put me down. They never said, you you can ask my sister, they're just incredibly positive people. So when someone says to me, Shalene, you're an inspiration, the reason why I have a hard time, you know, I'll take that compliment. It's a kind thing to say to another. But the reason why... My brain immediately thinks, "No, I'm not an inspiration." I'll tell you who's an inspiration: people who had to get there on their own. For the first 18 years of my life, and even today, my parents still are like, "You're special. You were our firstborn. We just sat around and looked at you. We knew you were going to be special." And oh, you were. That my parents tell me that I was reading at nine months old. Listen, I know that is not true. I, I, I can barely read now. But they're like, you were a child prodigy. You read books upside down. And not- how, how do you not win with parents like that, right? Like, it was just like, they made us believe we could do anything. I'm not an inspiration. I'll tell you who's an inspiration. People like Mika. People like Timothy. People like my friend, Dr. Michaela, who've been through hell and back on their own who didn't have people singing their praises, who didn't have a fan club to come home to each day. I'll tell you who's an inspiration. Those of you who've had to figure out where to get self-confidence on your own as an adult. That's inspirational. You grew up with parents who were like super, you know, complimentary and they did everything right. You got lucky. You got real lucky. That's easy to be confident. It's not easy to be confident and you need to own it. If you've been through it on your own and you've overcome that, let me tell you, it was for a reason and I want you to share your message with the world. You are amazing. Now, my very last tip for all of you, whether you're a parent or you were once a kid, and the reason why I say that is because I think this is going to help you understand where some of your self-doubt may come from. And it's this. Our kids are picking up their cues on how to be confident. So one thing that we give to our kids, whether you have the dominant gene or the recessive gene, like if you look at my kids, you can clearly see that my husband has the dominant gene for everything. They've got big, dark eyebrows. Mine are drawn on. They are tall, tall, tall. I am barely 5'2". I'm 5'2", and it's an exaggeration. They look like him. They move like him. They're superior athletes like he is. They run like him. He has the dominant gene for like everything. But I'll tell you what I've been able to give them regardless of the gene pool. Even if you've adopted your children or you're a foster parent, I'll tell you what you can give your children by mirroring it is confidence. And I'll tell you what you are at risk of passing on to them, even after they're born. And that is self-doubt. We take our cues on how we should feel about ourselves by how our parents feel about themselves. Tell me it's not true that you struggle with your weight today because your mother or your father was always on a diet and was always struggling with their weight Always, always talking about weight. Maybe they didn't talk to you about your weight, but because they were always putting their own body down, you struggle with your own image. Is this true for you? I'm hearing lots of people on Periscope right now saying, yep, that was my mom. Yep, parents who still struggle with their weight today create adults who struggle with their weight. And it starts as kids. They didn't have to say anything to you about your weight, but you're gonna struggle with it because we take our cues for confidence from our parents. Truth, 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 truth. Yes, we all still struggle with it. So let me tell you something. Moms and dads, I am talking to you. Even if you're incredibly complimentary to your children, if you say things like, oh, I wish I had those beautiful long skinny legs. Look how fat I am. Do I look fat in this? Oh, mom has to lose some weight. Oh, dad is looking. You know what you're doing? You're, you might as well be saying that to your child because they're owning it. They're absorbing it. You're mirroring it. When you say your father is so stupid, you might as well say you're so stupid. When you say your mother has no clue and she needs to lose weight, you might as well say you have no clue and you need to lose weight. Yes, they take their cues on how they should feel about themselves from us. And they hear us even when we're on the phone talking to our best girlfriend, saying, oh girl, I am having a fat day. I look like hell. I have thunder thighs. I I do not need to eat tonight. You might as well tell your child, you have thunder thighs. You shouldn't eat tonight. What we say to ourselves, remember even if you're thinking it, your kids feel it. When you're pulling and tugging at your clothes, when you're looking in the mirror and talking about how unattractive you are, you might as well be telling your children those things. So here's what I want you to do. Speak to yourself as if you were speaking to your children. Say, I look good today. I'm looking good. I'm looking fly. I look awesome. Like, I don't want to be some skinny, wafy little model. I w- I look strong. I'm looking, I am healthy. This body is healthy. I'm the smartest person you will ever meet. I would say that to my kids. I'm like, you will not find somebody smarter, somebody funnier than your mom. You just won't. So good luck. And the reason why I'm saying that is not to brag on myself to my kids because I want them to feel that way about themselves. And they know it. I'm con- anything I say complimentary about myself is really so that I can brainwash them into believing they have those traits. Too. Moms and dads, this is a generational thing. We have to stop those things in our generation because you probably heard it from your mom and dad. And I'll tell you what, the worse your childhood was, you know, we can pray for your parents. We can forgive them. They were doing the best they could with the tools they had. Who knows what happened to them? Who knows? Right? So we've got an opportunity to change things Today. Tomorrow, I don't want you to beat yourself up if you've been doing this. All you can do is practice. All you can do is get better. Decide that today is the day I'm going to get better at this. I'm going to be a better mother. I'm going to get therapy so that I'm not just telling myself to feel better, so that I know where this came from, so I can feel better. I'm going to be a confident person who loves herself, who loves himself, and I'm going to speak that way about myself in front of others not just so that my kids believe it and others believe it, so that I start to believe it. And it's okay that I fail and I don't have to be perfect. And perfect people never have a chance to succeed because you can't. It's impossible to be perfect. You've got to make mistakes. You've got to fail. And you have to say, no big deal. I don't care if people don't love me. I don't care if people don't like me. I don't care if you don't like this. I don't care if I make mistakes. I'm going to go for it. And so for those of you who didn't have the best upbringing, but you've since figured it out, my hat is off to you. You rock. You. You are an inspiration. That's something. You know, those of us who had like, you know, amazingly complimentary parents, we got an escalator right up to the top. You had to crawl your way up. And that's a lot harder. And I hope that you own it. I hope that you understand how much confidence you should have. You are a self-made person right? Like I always hear, I'm a self-made millionaire. I'm like, who's not a self-made millionaire? Like, and who's going to say, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a millionaire by inheritance. Who says that? Or I'm an inherited millionaire. Who says that? Right. But I'll tell you what is pretty cool. It's people who figured out how to do this on their own as adults are like, yeah, you know what? I didn't have the best start, but I'm going to make it right now. And it's never too late. You can change your perspective. You can change the course of your life at 75 years old. You just need to get help get this stuff fixed. If not for you, for the people around you who deserve you. It has been an honor and a pleasure to have so many awesome people listening to this message. Please, I ask you to share this. If it meant something to you, if it resonated with you, if it opened up your eyes, if you had a light bulb moment, all that I ask you to do is to share it because I think we can help a lot of people. And of course, those of you who are interested in learning more about how to become more confident adults, I do webinars every single week. You can sign up for my next one by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash webinar. I'm sure someone will put it in the links here. But if you're listening to the live podcast, if you are a listener of The Shaleen Show, could you write me a review? And you could mention this episode if it had meaning for you. I would love that. Really, that's how we connect. You are, you are a lifer and I love you guys. This episode has been sponsored by CourageousConfidenceClub.com. It's a club that I've created specifically to help people who struggle with confidence and insecurities and social settings and, and just standing up for themselves, being yourself and feeling good about it. All of us could benefit from having more confidence. I'd love for you to just experience a taste of it. So please be my guest by going to ShaleenJohnson.com forward slash confidence tips. Now, if you don't feel like writing that web address down or remembering to go there later, all you have to do is, while you're listening from your phone, send me a text message. The number is 949-565-4337. And that is for U.S. residents. Then just send me the word confidence, and I will send you access to this video. This video will help you to eliminate self-doubt and just feel more confident in any situation, whether it's work or personal, or just your social interactions. Every one of us can benefit from having more confidence. There you'll submit your email address and I will immediately send to your inbox my latest training video where I teach you step-by-step how to feel more confident in just about any social setting. I think you'll find this incredibly useful, whether it's business or personal or just in your everyday interactions. Confidence is something that makes life easier. It helps you to raise more confident, self-efficient children. It allows us to speak our mind, to stand up for ourselves, to do the things that otherwise we are paralyzed by fear, And we just allow our own thoughts to stop us. By learning how to overcome self-doubt and fear of success, you can become that confident person that others are attracted to. The person you want to be, the person you deserve to be, the person you know is inside of you. So thank you for checking out my free tools by going to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash competence tips.